tour talking drums, bringing extreme discussions from the world's top drummers to your ear holes. This episode is brought to you by Los Cabos Drumsticks, Canada's number one choice for drumsticks. They provide the wood you need to make the beats you deserve. Los Cabos Drumsticks. Now with your host, Corey Hoffing. What is up? This is episode 50 of the We're Talking Drums podcast, and it is the end of the year. So this episode will wrap up all of 2021 into a nice little gift wrap package for you. Now, I sat down with my co-hosts, Derek Doucette and Dylan Gowan, and we hashed it all out. We figured out who the best drummer of 2021 was what the best album was, all of the best of the best, uh, just based on our own personal opinions. Uh, So (laughs) we actually didn't figure out anything, but we did have some awesome conversation about it. So we got our our year-end kind of lists, if you will. Uh, We also share some stories, some tales of the past year, what we've all kind of gotten up to and what we have coming up in 2022 drum wise personal wise all that fun stuff we uh i think we came up with a couple business plans to make millions so that's in there don't steal them because you know those are those are ours we're we're gonna make the millions off these awesome plans not you guys all right uh so (laughs) stay tuned for all that stuff i want to give a big 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 thank you to all of you listeners out there who are supporting this podcast uh if you are new or if you have been here since the beginning you know we we appreciate every single one of you listeners uh keep sharing our episodes follow us on the instagram the facebook stay up to date uh, you know, like we we really appreciate everything that you guys do to help this podcast grow. And we will keep having as many incredible guests on here as we possibly can. So thank you to all of you listeners and thank you to all the guests. You guys have been so accommodating. I know all of our schedules have been so crazy this past year and just continue to get even crazier. So thank you to all the guests for making time out of your busy schedule to sit down and uh, talk to us because we really love these conversations and uh, we hope that you guys enjoy having them as well. So thank you. Thank you to everybody. Uh, won't keep this too long. I uh, hope everybody has a safe and happy holidays and we will catch you in 2022. Here it is. Episode 50 of the We're Talking Drums podcast. Keep drumming. Happy New Year. Almost. Are you, uh, Almost hey, hey, okay, hey, Derek, are you, are you back on the sauce? Oh, it's a fake beer. Oh, it's a fake beer. Oh, okay, okay. No, okay. No, not, what do you, so dude, I, um, do you like IPAs? No. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> Next question. Never mind. Yeah, no, because I have not found an IPA that is uh, sans alcohol um, that I've actually really enjoyed, except when I went to Quebec, they had this one that was really, really fucking good. Um, mm. 
And apparently they have a brewery in Toronto as well. So I want to... I wanted to share it with you, but um, you don't like IPAs, so you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. <There's>, uh, <laughs> there, is there such a thing as uh, non-alcoholic stouts? Yeah, yeah there's course. there's a few good ones too. Yeah. Oh, true. Because like, because every time that I see like any of the non-alcoholic beers, it's usually just like the Beck's ones or some no-name brand that I've never even seen before. And I've was trying to look for a non-alcoholic stout, but I just haven't found it yet. I really like the uh, there's one called by Groovy that's really good. There's also I think it's called Big Drop. Oh, true. Yeah, it has one. Um, See, the Groovy one is not very good. Let's I think it's amazing. Real. I think See, the Groovy I one really, is like the it, best. As far as a stout goes, it does not tickle my fancy. Have you had a better non-alcoholic stout? No, because I don't really go for stouts. Well, then what? Uh, if, I'm going <laughs> you if you don't go for stouts, you don't get but to I've decide had, if it's a good I've one had, or not. <laughs> I've had many great stouts in my day, and it doesn't even come close to comparing. So, well, no, no non-alcoholic beer comes close to real beer. I, that's what I'm saying is this one IPA actually came close. Like I think I actually got a buzz because I was like so convinced I was drinking a real <laughs> IPA, and I like mentally like got a little buzz going and i was like oh no what's going on here <laughs> well dylan i will say that the groovy stout is the best one i've had and then a close second is the big drop yeah i gotta try oh, okay. this big drop one yeah big drop actually has a pretty yeah. good ipa as well come to think of it i don't really like ipas much but since i like i will drink it because especially because um i find ipas transfer over to non-alcoholic beer a little bit better because it's got sure. such a kind of strong flavor, it, it hides that non-alcoholic flavor. I yeah, makes... I mean, I, I'm, down to, I'm down to give it a shot. I have never seen this can before in my life. This big drop. Oh, you're looking it up? Yeah. And uh, dude, they have them at some price. They have them at some LCBOs, like quite a few of them. I don't go. I don't go to the LC. Like I, I just don't... like that's not a place I go anymore. I used to be like I used to like walk in and give everyone high, f- high fives, and now it's like <laughs> I've been doing like eight months. So yeah, you but wanna... dude, it's half price. It's like nice. a two four is fucking thirty bucks, which is that's sick. Still, that's yeah. I mean the uh, PC brand twelve beer is six bucks, but dude, can't <laughs> can't lose. Can't <laughs> like, um, come on. I actually am drinking. I'm embarrassed about what I'm drinking right now, and it's actually really oh. good. Uh, Budweiser Zero is pretty Ew. good. What? No, it's not. Don't have you had it? You're a liar. Don't have you had it? Yourself. I no, I won't. I won't drink Budweiser. <laughs> well, I know. I, I that's why I said I'm. I'm. I feel shame because it's actually yes. like really. It's it tastes like beer. Like a real. Mm. I mean. It's Budweiser, and I don't want anyone to see me drinking it. <laughs> but right, which is why we shut the cameras off, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, audio only. But dude, I I, I like I want to try this now. This Big Drop Brewing Co. Galactic Dark Stout, Galactic that, Dark Noir. Is that the purple one? Stout style, yeah, purple. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. I just like the fact that it has Galactic in the name like that. I makes me want to try it even more. I might right? just order some. Do you think Same. I can get it before like the weekend? I mean, if you go to an LCBO, you can. <sighs> but this is like half price online. World well, then... Beer Awards 
world's you, best style winner. What does that fucking mean? Style winner? I don't know. Maybe it means like the like the can design, like the the artwork that that goes on it. I think. Like, or maybe it's, it's just like beer nerds being like, "Yeah, the style of this stout is real. I don't know, hoppy." <laughs> what? No. Okay. No. You know, you can really um, taste the goat. Yeah. Well, I guess style like big drop brewing, and it has a big drop on it. Like, I don't think that's it's not very unique. You know, but whatever. I think style. They're probably referring to t- like style of beer. Oh, that's what I, <laughs> I don't know. I or do like. That in in French it's not non-alcoholic, but it says sans al cool. You know, al cool. I don't know. That makes me feel cooler. When I was in Quebec, sans, I was like, everything's sans, all cool. Sans means all cool, without man. though. So sans <laughs> without, without cool. all cool. Uh, whatever. I don't care. It says cool. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like way cooler about it. Dude, this stout looks really good though. I want to try it. I it is good. It. Oh That's no, cool. in Greek there's lactose in it. Never mind. Get rid, get it, get it out of here! I don't need any of that lactose shit in my. Beer. There's lactose in the beer. There's lactose in it. Water, barley, oats, rye, lactose, and then in parentheses, milk. Like you need to know that it's milk type of lactose compared mm-hmm. to other types of lactose. Uh, hops, yeast, cacao nibs. I don't know what that is. That's like cacao that's like nibs. Kind of a chocolatey thing, I think. Okay, yeah. Cacao. Okay, cacao. Shit. Yeah. It's all kinds of things that are good for you. Chocolate, milk, nibs. <laughs> yeah. It's twenty one <laughs> grams of carbs per can. Wow. Twenty one that's high. Twenty one grams. That's I'm a lot. Acting like I know what that is. Hmm. Carbohydrates? Any you carbs know? in this? There's 12 grams in this can. I mean, it's a stout. Yeah, it is. It's a stout. You know, compared to an alcoholic stout. Right. There's probably more carbs in the non-alcoholic one because they need to outweigh it with sugar or something. No, there's no weird fucking ingredients in this shit, though. It's super cool. I like it. Anyways. But wait, are, are the non-alcoholic ones have more sugar than regular beer? I don't know. Like, I, I think I maybe... Maybe, I don't Sometimes. know. But like some of them do. Um, hmm. This one has none. No carbs. No. Well, there's twelve carbs, twelve grams, but there's no sugars. No sugar. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, we're off to a great start with this episode. No, fucking <laughs> great. This is all staying in. All right. I don't got time <laughs> to to redo this shit. So. That's awesome. Edit, All right. Edit, edit the burps out. Yeah, yeah. Dude, no editing. We're long we're long past uh, editing. All right. Come on. We're, we're can, true. Can you edit my shark out? Yeah. Okay. It was it was fine. quiet, so you can't hear it, but it was there. <laughs> <laughs> it was well now we all know. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck, guys. All right. Yeah, dude. This is episode fifty. 50. 50 I feel like episodes. The last one I, was, I feel like the last one I was on was 34 is what it said in my... <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's what it said in my, um, in my, my like, daw. Oh, episode 34 is the last one? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. You've, you've been it's, busy. It's been a trip, man. I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been keeping up with uh, doing shit, you know, but... Uh, um, but 
let's uh let's talk about fucking what happened this year in, in music you know we we play music and stuff i'm sure we keep up with what's going on right right guys you guys know every album totally. that was released this year or what Mostly. i bet dylan does or hopefully <laughs> yeah uh hopefully i mean like in terms of uh like metal uh there was a lot of really really solid releases uh but two that really instantly uh comes to comes to mind is the new cynic and between the bear to me record uh just those two records i just think are absolutely outstanding in terms of songwriting in terms of uh drum uh production and ideas and styles and genre bending moods tones all that stuff i think is um i think those two records really uh stood out in my mind um and plus uh, with Colors 2 being the sequel to Colors Between the Bear to Me's, um, a critically acclaimed record, the one that really kind of brought them uh, to the next level uh, with uh, progressive metal fans. And when Colors 2 uh, was was announced a couple years ago that they were kind of doing a sequel to, uh, to that record, um, at first I was kind of like, oh no, how are they going to pull this off? <laughs> Because that's like the equivalent of that would be like if Opeth were to do a part two to Blackwater Park. Like now? Like now, yeah. So it's so you're kind of uncertain of how it's going to play out, but they knocked it out of the park with uh, Colors 2. And many between the Baratomy fans have said that this is one that rivals it. Um, Like on Banger TV, I gave it a perfect score. It was my album of the year. Um, and one of my favorite parts, if, uh, if you guys haven't checked it out is the, uh, the four, uh, uh, person drum solo between Mike Portnoy, Naveen Copperwise, Matt, um, Justin Shulk and Blake Richardson, uh, is incredible. It's, it's about halfway through fix the error and how it goes from this kind of gospel meets metal meets thrash part. And then all of a sudden they have that drum solo that trades everybody and they all have their different styles. And I'm just listening to that, just going, damn it. How do they come up with that? All of those ideas, because it's just, it's one of those parts on the record where you cop, you keep listening back to that and you're trying to play along to it. And it's just so uh, awesome. And then outside of between the barrier to me really loved the cynic record with um, well, this is actually, this is the first a uh, cynic record with Matt Lynch on on drums, and that guy is a beast. Like if you haven't heard his stuff in uh, Triosscapes, definitely check that out. And the between the Barry to me connection is that uh, Dan Briggs, the bass player from uh, BT Bam, was also uh, was also his bandmate, and that's how we actually got into Cynic was through uh, Dan Briggs's uh, recommendation. So uh, yeah, Ascension Codes by Cynic, another another great great record, and then. Uh, yeah, those are two that instantly come to mind. I know I kind of took over the the podcast in this in that five minutes, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's those are two records that really stood out uh, as well. I haven't checked out either of those, and uh, I love Blake Richardson uh, behind the kit, so I am definitely gonna have to check out that between the buried and me record because that. Uh, somehow slid through the cracks. I did not even hear about that. There's been a lot going on the back half of 
2021 though soon as it was like, oh, bands are like hitting the road again, every band was like, all right, we're releasing all this fucking new material. So, <laughs> oh yeah, well now now is the perfect time because well, it was the perfect time <laughs> because mm-hmm. uh, things were starting to open up, uh, opening up a bit more, and bands were allowed to play to larger crowds. So it was more, um, it was more of a worthwhile uh, venture to to do those shows, considering that um, that that venues are now allowing more people to, to to see the show and yeah like so yeah definitely check out uh between the barrier to me uh before the year is over and definitely check out the cynic record because that's some stuff where the, all the tom grooves that matt lynch throws in it's um it's ridiculous how how awesome it is and it, and at moments it really sounded uh sounded like uh sean uh in parts of the record when really it was matt that was playing uh playing which was really interesting how he kind of kept uh sean's spirit alive through the cynic record which was really cool to uh to to listen to yeah that's awesome so derek what do you what do you got? What 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 have you been rocking that came um, out this year, huh? You know what? I'm trying yeah. to see if there's anything that I've been listening to that came out this year. Uh and I don't know if uh, I've got anything that I have been listening to that came out this year. Do you I've been listening like, to stuff uh pre nineteen ninety eight? No, like uh... the the stuff I've I've been really into a band called Brutus lately and they have a live album that came out in twenty twenty that I've been listening to like crazy. Um and one of my favorite bands, Oh Brother, released uh, their last album also in 2020. I'm just like looking through. I'm actually on a list here of like releases being like, oh, man, is there anything here? I've like from last year I've been listening to. But um, I don't know if if there is. I, I know, admittedly. The... I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I was sorry. Go ahead. Uh, admittedly, I haven't really been in music mode the last little while. I've been kind of just I've been in school and. um like really focusing on that uh and i like even my instagram like my the suggested things are since i'm in fir- like furniture fabrication and, and design like instagram isn't really suggesting drum videos to me anymore it's just showing me pictures of furniture and like woodworking <laughs> <laughs> so you can kind of see where my head's been at um uh but uh i know sorry dylan what were you gonna say Oh, I was going to say, did you get a chance to check out, because uh, I know you're a massive uh, Gojira fan, and they released one this year. I don't know if you've had a chance to check that one out. I did, yeah. I uh, super disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, wow, I didn't like, that's surprising. Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. Um, I did. I mean, there's some cool songs in it, but I think Gojira, kind of just like like Opeth, I think Gojira is starting to evolve in uh, into a band that is just kind of not necessarily in line with my tastes. Like I, um, you know, I, I support their and, and respect their like, you know, decision to do that. And I think that a band should evolve. And sometimes you like where the band goes and sometimes it doesn't necessarily resonate with you. And I find that that's what's happening in this, like the last few albums of theirs. Um, although that being said, there are some really cool songs on it, but the album and like most of the album, I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to just like zone out for the song i guess i will say though like this album 
got me into Gojira. I've tried for years to try to get into this band and it just never clicked until this album was released and I listened to the whole thing and I got really into it. And now I'm going back and listening to all the earlier stuff and enjoying that. That being said, I prefer them live over anything. I haven't seen them like actually live, but I've been watching a lot of their like live festival performances from like 2019, even back to like uh, 2011. And they are sound so much better live. Oh man, and, yeah. like, there's so much energy. Oh, so yeah. I think these songs off this record performed live will be fucking awesome. Well, one thing that we uh we always talked about um was that we noticed Gojira um their sound I mean if you like if you're super familiar with all their albums, you can tell that there's kind of a sound change as they progress. They go Magma is very different than there were anything before that. And um at first I was like, Oh, it's weird, everything's kind of simple and like yeah, like not that Gojira is ever insanely technical, but there were some technical songs and everything just got really simple and I didn't quite get it. And then I've seen them three times now and I saw them at Vakken and they played stuff off of Magma on like the big stage at Vakken. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, that's why they wrote this. It's like when they became <laughs> when they became a stadium band, they started writing songs that sound good in stadiums and they like these songs sounded massive. Because they were so simple and they were really effective in that big venue. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, some of the more technical songs with like more intense double bass and, and stuff didn't necessarily come across as well. I mean, maybe they did, but like, you know, I know the song so well that it could have just been like a muddy wall of nothing and I would have known it. But um, yeah, that's one thing that we notice is like there's there's simple stuff just sounds so is so effective and it's like that's kind of what got me to like Magma a little bit more was seeing them at Vakken and realizing like, okay, shit, this stuff is actually huge and they can't really capture this on a recording. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I always thought about them as well. It's like, why do people love these guys? It's so simple and basic. And then I watched it live and I was like, holy fuck. Like, I think them live at like Hellfest or something like that in 2019 and like just the stage show and like everything is so fucking heavy. Uh, and ever since that, like, yeah, I, I love them now. So nice. I, it, you know, what's funny is like, um, I thought, I thought their new record was better than, than magma, which is, which is weird. And, um, I only saw like Gojira once and they, when they opened for, uh, for Slayer and that was at the cool house, which was like 2013. I think that was the last time I saw Gojira. Um, but yeah, like they're, they're one of those bands where they just, they steal the show. Oh yeah. They're great. Yeah. And, um, speaking of another band that steals the show, um, Archspire, like I remember the last time, uh, I saw them play was opening for Obscura and I was just blown away by, by that show and the, um, oh, I was there. and the new rec. Oh, no way. I think so. It was, uh, <laughs> Beyond Creation also played. Yeah, that's right. It was, um, I think Infury was on that bill too. I think it was like, no, it, yeah, I think it was um, Exist, Infury, uh, Archspire, Beyond Creation, and Obscura. That's like one hell of a bill. Dude, that's insane. I know I know um, for a fact I missed that because I think that was at Velvet Underground. That's right. Yeah, I yeah, missed yeah, yeah, yeah. that show and I was really fucking upset about it. <laughs> it, was, it was insane. But it's just seeing Archspire... 
going from like, okay, yeah, they're, I know they're fast. I know they're technical, but like, can they pull this off live? And uh, oh yeah, they can. (laughs) (laughs) So, but they also had the, uh, their new record, uh, bleed the future, uh, which, which came out, um, about, uh, I think it was about a month ago, month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the records that I wish that we reviewed on banger because it's just insane. And yeah, Spencer is just, he's, that guy is just a, he's a machine. I have no idea how this guy gets, gets faster and faster with every release. What, like eventually they're going to have like a 500 BPM song and then they're just going to descend into meandom after that. <laughs> he is literally going to have to get bionic limbs to be able to play it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, what is that? Um, what's that robot band that has a, a like, uh, shit what's that what's that band called it's it's a the front man um controls all of these robots and for one section they get this drummer to play like uh 600 beats per minute and it's just <laughs> and they just program him to just to hit the snare drum at that at that speed and just i like think a that's hum. the pardon it'd just be like a hum yeah exactly <laughs> So I think that's the the next step for for Spencer is that how fast uh, how much faster can he get? Man, there's a lot of releases in 2021, dude. So many, and you know what? I will. All right, so so one of my top ones was Spirit Box, Eternal Blue. You know what's what's funny? There was a lot of people that I saw that kept shitting on this band and i think that those people are are freaking idiots because that band's fucking sick and i will say that i did not enjoy it when it first got released um and then (laughs) i gave it a couple (laughs) listens and i was like like now i i absolutely love it like front to back it is absolutely incredible and i think the softer songs on it are are my favorite now like Secret Garden, like that. That's a, yeah. That's a yeah, yeah, banger yeah, yeah. of a track, oh. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, what's the one that has Sam from Architects on it, which is another band that released a fucking killer record this year, Architects. Um, but I think it's called like Yellow Jacket. I want to say yeah, Yellow. I think it's Yellow Jacket. Yeah. Yeah, that has that's a fucking killer tune too, and his like or, uh, his vocals on that are fucking sick. And uh, in the song uh, "Hurt You," mm-hmm. oh yeah, dude, yeah, that whole that great. whole record is just fucking incredible. It's what so good. It's really... Spirit Box. I've never even heard of them. No, they're 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 kind of like a prog meets a metalcore band. They're they're kind of in in that realm. And uh, I didn't know that they were from from Canada because I know the singer um used to be in uh, I wrestled a bear once and I think she's the mm-hmm. only I think she's the only American in the group. That's such a good yeah. name it... for a band. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I I believe the guitar player was in I wrestled the bear once as well. That's where they met and uh I think they are actually married and they live in Victoria. But honestly to oh, me Oh okay. Dude, that is that's that's going to win the Juno. Uh, I, I called it as soon as it came out, uh, and I I saw how massive like the hype was around this record, uh, and I was like, these guys are fucking winning a Juno, hundred and fifty percent. Like, well, they did a really like they did a really smart 
marketing campaign they had mm-hmm. they just put out a bunch of singles for for two years straight they put like one out every three months or something like that with a video yeah. and they just built up all this momentum and then when the, a, a full length came out they they basically had um a, a fan base ready to go that would that would basically show up to just see spirit box yeah well dude it's really I- Look at all these bands that are crushing it right now and how they did their album releases. Gojira, they had like a 14-month album release from the time that they uh, released the Gojira Amp Sim plugin, uh, which would, oh, to yeah, me yeah. is what kind of kicked it off because, boom, you have your name out there within the production realm and everything, and there's so much money and promotion around that. And then they released a single, and they didn't release anything for like, four or five months after that and then they started releasing more singles i think they had like four music videos out but it was like it was like a 12 or 14 month like promo and up until when the record was released and then that record went to number one on the billboard like you know and then spirit box same thing they that was like a year and a half two years that they were promoting that record and fucking they're huge now huge off their first full-length record insane oh yeah yeah part, part of me feels like gojira would have gotten one on the billboard regardless just because they're gojira yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't know maybe but number one on the billboard that was that's a huge thing for a fucking extreme metal band to do so. i wouldn't say that this album is a very extreme metal album though i i, I still <laughs> i would argue that i would still say that it is on the extreme end of metal you know, or a extreme still has end a, of music. It still has its toe music. in the water. I'll give it that. Yeah. One I of know, the best, um, whenever they released, uh, I think the, what Amazonia or Amazon or something like that. One of those, one of their singles, it mm. starts off with like boing with all the boings. Nope. Something's all the boings. <laughs> and play all, the boing song. And What's the first, boing? the first comment on their YouTube video was like, great song, a real boinger. And I thought, that was <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I was like, yes, wow. that person wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best. Go ahead, Dylan. No, no, oh, Dylan, go ahead. So <laughs> just speaking of the best comment, there was another um, band that released uh, um, an album this year. Uh, you guys know 12 Foot Ninja, right? Mm-hmm. I've heard of them, but I've never actually heard them. And I've had a bunch of people tell me I should listen to them. They're just one of those bands that just does everything. They're like the foundation of the band is metal, but they incorporate like Latin music and reggae. And um, it's really wacky. It's kind of like if you took Faith No More, Diablo Swing Orchestra and Seven Dust and you combine them together and that's 12 Fit Ninja. It's just like a plethora of various musical ideas, but they do all of these really funny music videos to coincide with all of these um all of these crazy songs and the latest video that they put out was all of them were dressed up like uh like the wiggles um and they put themselves into this like apocalyptic setting and they're kind of slowly decaying and slowly looking like uh like they're just in hell and then the top comment is I'm glad to see that the effects of the pandemic haven't hurt these guys at all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Also, another record, definitely check out Vengeance as well by 12-Bit Ninja that came out this year. Definitely check it out. 
I still have to. But uh, I, also I will have to. You you don't stop talking about them, so I definitely I'll have to check <laughs> it out for sure. Yeah, I like, definitely feel like I need some new music, so I'll have a look. I'm although I find that I'm like insanely picky with stuff, so I have a really hard time finding things that I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get into this. It'll be like I'll listen and then I'll go, oh, that's pretty cool. All right, next. Ooh, well, the, ooh, well, I think well, I just remembered one, a, a release. Well, one I think you would really like since you since you talked about um, Oh Brother, uh, I think you would really like the band Dune. Yeah. D- Dune. It's like they're they're named after the the books and then the movie that just came out recently. Cool. Yeah, they they put out a record uh, this year called Edim and Anka. It's kind of like. The band's sort of like in the same vein as like Baroness and Mastodon and Kalesa and um and like Dark Castle. They're kind of like sludge metal, but in a prog kind of setting. Dune. They like do have a D U N E. Yeah, like D D U N E, but they but they spell it a little differently. They have D V N E, and I think that was because um uh to avoid any sort of copyright claims. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Cool. I'm definitely going to check them out because you listed some bands that I do like. So, um, Although then... I also found a 2021 release that I really like. And it's local to the GTA. Oh, what's this? Yeah. Uh, it's oh, yeah? Moore's Verum. I know. Oh. Um, yeah. Our boy Craig. Greg. Craig? Greg, Greg, our boy Greg, Greg. Craig. Yeah, Craig, Craig. Great. You said that we can't edit this. We can't fix it in post. Oh God, he's gonna kill me. Uh, Greg, Greg. Yeah, I, I, I mispronounced. All right, I'm, I, I'm adding C's. I'm having a stroke. Uh, <laughs> Just keep digging. Um, yeah. So uh, Greg and Campbell. Um, this, you know what? As like I knew it came out, um, and I. Actually, just like a few, like maybe like a month ago, listen, like finally got around to being like, oh, yeah, I should listen to this. Um, and it is so awesome. Like, oh, my God, it's vicious. And just um, like Campbell's riffs are so sick. Uh, I don't really know how else to explain it. It's just like heavy and dissonant and like intense. Um, but also kind of groovy. Like you can always headbang to it. Yeah, nice. It's really good. I'll have to check it out. I've heard, I've been hearing their name mentioned in multiple different circles very recently. And like from different, very different people. So I'm like, now now my interest is peaked enough that I will check it out. I couldn't check it out right away. No, that'd be, that'd be too much, right? But, oh man, they have um, a song. Um, it's called Purge. I think that's the one. Yeah, Purge on the album, fourth track, and it's like, I got, I, I was driving to school listening to it, and I got full fucking goosebumps, and I was like running late for class, and I stayed in the parking lot and listened to it a second time because I was like, this is so good. Nice, so, definitely sweet. going to have to check it out. Yeah, I want. I'm gonna check it out as well. And big shout out to Craig for his awesome drumming. Yeah, Craig. <laughs> Fucking hell. Greg, we love you, Greg. All right. Jeez. Um, so, dude, there, there's a ton of amazing drummers who release shit this year, though. Um, 
you got uh, Alex Bent, uh, you know, uh, who's just recently on the show, Trivium, uh, released an album, which is fucking sick. That was a great, great record. His playing on that was fucking killer. Uh, Alex Rudinger uh, released an album with Whitechapel. Uh, and dude, I, I don't know if you guys know him. You should, cause you're both fucking prog heads, but Bard Kolstad from Leprous. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you that know? guy's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so he was metal injections, um, readers poll or whatever. He won their, their like favorite drummer of the year. I don't know if this was just released. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, published nine hours ago. So this is fucking hot news, hot off the presses. Uh, dude, this guy fucking <laughs> shreds. And I'm like not a huge fan of Leprous as a band necessarily to listen to, but watching him play is like next level shit, dude. Like I could watch him play fucking all day long. All day. Oh, man, he's so good. We saw them um, you- at the Opera House and... Uh- he like didn't miss a note. Was that the show with um uh Haken and Bentney? I believe it was actually. Yeah, it was. Damn it, I was at that show. Oh yeah. <laughs> you prog guys going to all the same shows together. <laughs> Jeez. Um, um yeah, but speaking of um but have you heard the, uh his collaboration with Earthside? Nope. That no, is insane. Not. It's like Oh, I you did have the two. see that. Yes. Yeah. Two drummers, yeah. one kit or whatever they called it. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two drummers, yeah. one cup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Moving because, on. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're, check out we're, the men. we're adults thing. here. We're totally adults. <laughs> um, you know who else I saw um, on this list that I was reading uh, is Hannes, Hannes Grossman. I was oh, Hans Grossman. Hans yeah, he uh, apparently released an album this year as well. To Where the yeah, Light dude. Retreats. Yeah, that dude is ridiculous. He used to be in Obscura and mm-hmm. just a cr- crazy talented tech death player. Like, I remember seeing a couple of the clips of his uh, back in high school, listening, like watching uh, Sick Drummer, uh, that YouTube channel, and just seeing how insane of a player and how accurate he is when it comes to all the f- crazy, like, single strokes and blast beats and all stuff like that. That dude's just an absolute beast. Yeah, man. He definitely was a drummer I looked up to when I was in my early 20s, like getting into more extreme playing. Uh, I think that was the time when he was in Obscura, I think. But uh, yeah, dude, that guy's fucking unreal. And that Eternity's End album is really good, I think, if if I'm remembering it correctly. Um, is it more power metal type stuff? I gotta check this out now. I want to say that Eternity's End is more power metal, but Eternity's End. Uh, what is it? Um, let's see. Oh yeah, power speed metal, progressive power speed metal. I was right. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, I win. Uh, dark <laughs> fantasy, science fiction, epic philosophy, like literally. Everything that I love. Oh, and it has the vocalist from Hibria. That is where I know it from because he fucking rips. 
Uh, so go check out fucking Eternity's End if you don't know. I, I honestly, I didn't even know that had Hans Grossman in it, but makes sense. That's why I enjoyed it. I gotta so, check that out. Yeah, I've never, yeah. never heard of, uh, never heard of that band. Definitely gonna check it out for sure. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's sick. Like, and one of the best vocalists like uh, ever for power metal. It's great. So go, go, fucking check it out. Uh, who else do we got? Uh, Buster Odehom from Viljarta. That guy fucking destroyed that record. He is an, a goddamn animal. I don't know if you guys know Villarta at all, but uh, dude, they are fucking sick. It's funny. I only know the one. I only know the one record of theirs. Like, I think it was like when it came out in like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I can't remember the name of it, but I. It's funny. It's like it feels like I haven't heard that band name in a while, and I don't know whether or not they. they did they just they didn't disband, did they? And then they just reformed or they I don't think they've done much of anything since 2014, uh, right. which is around the time that Buster joined them. And then they released a single, I think, in 2019 or or like early 2020. No, I think it was 2019. They released one single and then they did their their full length last year. And uh, if you want to know more about it, you can check out the uh, the episode with Buster, which is episode something. Um, <laughs> but we, I think we get more in depth about his time in in Vildiarta and and everything like that. So, but uh, yeah, they uh, that new record it's like eighty eight minutes and eighteen songs, which is absolutely Wait, insane, man. Eighteen songs, yeah. 88 minutes long. Jeez. How, how insane is that? I'm just shocked like, at 18 songs. Like, we're about to record an album of seven songs and we're at 60 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you guys are, you guys are insane though. Like, imagine, imagine if you guys recorded 18 songs. Oh, imagine. <laughs> just imagine being in the studio oh, for that man. long. Things would be swampy. Uh, yeah. I will say I just recorded nine, nine tracks for the new Crimson record. Ooh. I have no, no idea how long this album is. I haven't calculated it, but I think it's probably around 50 minutes. Um, and honestly, it, nothing got the first day I like got all in my drum gear and I was like, yeah, I put on my drum shorts and my drum shoes. And I was like, I, I was all ready, and I'm like, we're going to fucking shred. I'm going to be dripping in sweat. It's going to be fucking crazy. Um, and then we, it, it was tough. It was difficult. But, like, the way that we recorded it was very, like, uh, just, like, kind of part by part, right? I didn't go in there, and, like, I'm not going through songs, like, 20 times all the way through. So it's a very different process than I'm used to. So the second day, yeah. I literally walked in to the studio with like my regular jeans and my regular shoes on and everything. and just sat down at the kit and was like, all right, let's play. <laughs> like you, you play in like you got, you've got drum shorts. Yeah, dude, of course. Yeah. I've always, always worn drum shorts when I'm playing with crimson. Yeah. What about, what about you, Dylan? Do you have like special drum clothing? Uh, I don't, <laughs> I, d- I don't at all. Cause I, cause I play barefoot. Which is insane. Uh, You're crazy. And, With Crimson, um, I sweat way too much live. 
and in like rehearsal when I have to play a full song because it is fucking nonstop for like six, seven minutes. So I sweat way too much. So I wear shorts that I literally just like a went on tour. They, they dry a lot faster and easier and and B, like I can just toss them in the wash and I have like three different pairs of these basketball shorts and and that's it. Right. Super easy. Um, I yeah. just wear jeans. Yeah, I know, but like when you're and they smell on, when you're on tour, are you gonna put the same <laughs> jeans on that like get fucking crazy swamp ass in them? Yeah, like, prob- th- probably, <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah. I mean, I do I, that. I, say- <laughs> I do that when I'm not on tour. So yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, I don't do that. I uh, and also I oh I predominantly have always rehearsed like at my house i've always provided a jam space because that's where my drums are so i can easily get changed so i saw no reason to not and then on tour like no i always have my drum shorts what's uncomfortable uh with i will say with lotharo though i don't because i i just like playing in jeans and getting up there and having it super natural and like whatever Well, because you've got to go out in public before you drum if you if you got to travel to a jam spot you got to look good on the way there Always. That's, I always that's 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 <laughs> half of being a musician. I don't think I ever don't look good though. So <laughs> it's really <laughs> I can't I can't disagree. You always look delicious. Uh speaking of looking good, my favorite. I wanted to sneak that joke in when he said he plays whenever he plays barefoot. <laughs> we are starting a Patreon page uh for Dylan's feet. Or uh, an only uh, an only fan for Dylan's feet. So if you want to check that out? You can pay us monthly. It's great. <laughs> that's where the money's coming from. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's how that's how the operation gets funded. Yeah, we're gonna get a picture of you stepping in ground beef on a t-shirt. It'll sell like crazy. Oh my that god! Is, we'll be rolling in dough. It's crazy. Ah. <laughs> um, uh, Okay, back to back to what we're what we're well, year end list. I got here. I got year end question for you guys. Oh shit! Which I'm okay. interested. Yeah, in, which yeah. I'm interested in. So, cool. um, I think you got. I want to know what everybody's drumming pits and peaks were for your own personal drumming in 2021. So, what were some things that you found that you um, improved at and? We're working on and what were like things that you found like super difficult or just like a high point you get a new piece of gear or i know Corey, you probably got like 30 different drum kits i did no i didn't <laughs> i got one <laughs> i got one new drum kit i got a couple different snares though Ooh. so that's exciting i think the highest point for me was literally just acquiring gear <laughs> uh, my actual playing, uh, pretty much only low points. Uh, so <laughs> no, I saw some videos, and it looks like your left hand is getting up there. My left hand's getting a little better. Yeah, it is. I'm just getting. I'm able to to incorporate the fingers more because I can I control them. Uh, before I could, I just had no no control. Um, because my left hand is, um, not doesn't like to function well with my brain there's it's a left yeah there's a yeah it's a left hand it sucks so i've been working out with it more 
Uh, and yeah, Gross. so I guess it's good. It's it's <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you're, you're you got a dirty mind, my friend. I mean, it's talking about but, feet now. Now the now I can't, the I can't help like, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong though. You're not wrong. That is how you strengthen it. Um. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's been a lonely back half of the year. All right, all right. Um, moving on. So, Dylan, how? Uh, uh, what what are some of your uh, your 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 peaks and 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 valleys of the year for drumming? Um, hmm. Like what I did different this year uh, compared to any other years that I've that I've been playing was I downsized my kit quite a bit. Like I took got rid of the rack tom. I got uh not well not like sell but just kind of removed it from my my setup and what it's forced me to do is to really try and get a lot more creative when coming up with fills and different hand technique uh, stuff. And it's, it's definitely been an adjustment for sure. Cause now you're so limited, but it also helps out when it comes to try and create something that's uh, that you wouldn't normally think of. So, you know, just watching uh, several videos of, um, of uh espario uh uh like videos like that guy's just ridiculous so it's kind of um uh taking my drum kit and kind of uh making it towards his setup and yeah no so i just noticed that coming up with fills has been a little bit uh different and in what if what i've been kind of working on from the start of the year uh up until now is just a uh, lot of independent stuff, lots of um, trying out different Latin music uh, ideas and throwing it into my songwriting. And then uh, and then just taking things, what I've learned and incorporating that into just demo ideas, like just. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing throughout the entire year in terms of like organizing, practicing and and all that. So I um, so you're playing with. Like with no rack toms at all right now, just a floor tom. None, just one floor tom. Oh, what do you, what do you even, <laughs> what do you, what are you even doing with that? I don't understand. Like, dude, I got rid of one rack tom, but I, I re-added my second floor tom, and I was like, okay, I guess, I guess I can do this. I hated it. I, I still, I want my third rack tom. I love I love Tom's. I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> I, yeah, I, I added I, I added a third rack. I'm like, if anything, my kit's the biggest it's ever been right now. I'm using three up, two down. <laughs> Dude, I want it's, I want my third. I want my eight uh, in there because oh, just man. ten, ten, twelve. I, I like it. I like it because like it's cleaner, but at the same time, I'm like ah, I, I need the third. It just doesn't look right. It doesn't look. It's too open. I don't know. I just like having that high pitch tom. I don't know. I yeah, really like the sound of an eight inch. Oh, eight's so nice. It's so pretty. I do I do love my 10, 12, 13 setup. It's really that's what I've played on for years, but I want eight, ten, twelve, and then fourteen, sixteen. It's just I like even numbers and it just yeah. makes me happy. Thirteen yeah. inch toms bug me just because like I know you could probably tune them to sound exactly like I could probably tune it to sound the way I want, but the fact that it's not an even number is like, come on. 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know, dude, same way. And I, I always found that it, no matter how I tried to tune it, it always sounded slightly out of place. It always, it never had the same tonality that the rest of the kit had. And that seems always like it, bugged me. Because it seems like a lot of the odd toms are really difficult to tune. Like, yeah, like, I know, I, I, I agree. It just seems like it was, it's just, it's always, <laughs> it's always difficult to tune like an odd, an odd, uh, numbered drum. Mm-hmm. I will say though, I saw a kit that had a, um, just online that had a 15 inch floor tom. And that got me thinking, I was like, fuck, I would love a 17 inch floor tom just to be that guy. Just be like, yeah, it's a, it's a 17. He's <laughs> like, oh, is that, is that a 16 or an 18? He's like, no, bro, it's 17. And they're like, what? You know, like, <laughs> 17-inch floor tom? Like, nobody has that. So if you have a 17-inch floor tom you want to give me, I will gladly accept it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever even, like, I've heard of of um, 15-inch drums and 13. I don't think I've ever heard of 17. Right? I want to be the first 17-inch floor tom or 17-inch snare drum even. Fuck, I love snare drums. <laughs> uh, dude, I was so lucky when I when I went to Montreal. Mapex, fucking, you guys are awesome. Hooked me up with a, a Mapex Saturn Evolution kit. And then I nice. I just got a um um uh Mapex Persuader brass hammered snare. And I loved it so much, but I didn't want to fly with it because my luggage was already going to be like way too much with pedals and sticks and like clothes for a full week and everything. Um, so they actually special ordered a snare into the Montreal Long McQuaid for me so that I could use the Persuader snare that I own here, but on the record. So that's cool. Yeah, dude, I was I when he told me that I was like, God, you guys are legends. So yeah, I got to use like the the actual snare that I really wanted to, and Christian was like so stoked about it. Like it sounded great. I fucking love brass snares. I have this like new obsession with brass snares now. So I want all of them. That's I am, awesome, dude. I have. Uh, well, I mean, you know that my snare is a, a brass one, but Matt, um, uh, where who we're we're recording with on the second um has oh, what did he just get he got a like a hand hammered brass mapex snare i forget which one it is now is that but, at uh is it l7 studios seventh level sounds yeah yeah seventh level sounds studios go check them out um we'll give him a bit of a shout out you know like yeah. come on that's a that's a great guy yeah, um yeah. he's recording it, the it, drum tracks for us there so is that uh, the is, I'm curious if that is the same snare that I have or if that is the sledgehammer, which is almost it is literally the exact same specs as the persuader, the sledgehammer. But the sledgehammer is discontinued for some reason. Um, so. He just got it brand new, I think. Um, so if it is, it is, it's really pretty. Then it is they it would be if it's a brass hammered, they would be the persuader, which is the same one I got. Yeah, and it's sexy. It's a fourteen by six and a half. So that's what I think it is. Uh, oh, there it is right here. Let's see. Oh, it's not that. It is uh Chaos it Drums. Then? It is not Mapex? Oh, this it's is not, not good Mapex. Then. 
Oh, garbage. Um, Get it out of here. But oh. it's a uh, <laughs> 6.5 by 14 hammered brass snare from Chaos Drums. And uh, he does. Well, I'm I'm going to see if he's OK with me sticking some die cast hoops on that and trying it out because that might sound amazing. Oh, yeah, dude. I want to upgrade to die cast hoops. 100 percent where it's have at. You guys, I know. Have you guys um, heard of uh, ANF drums? That sounds no, familiar. I haven't. So they make all of these different like uh, like brass snare drums, and they look phenomenal. I don't know if you, if you guys are close to a, a computer, like check 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 them out. It's A A N F drums. It's like the designs on it are super cool. They make it look a little bit rustic. Oh and, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. And, oh dude. Yeah. yeah that they looks... sound. I just want that bag. Fantastic. I just want that bag. Like I want that snare bag. I don't like. I'd love the snare too, but like that bag looks fucking sick. Like all leather strap and everything on it. God damn, that's sexy. It makes me think of a, <laughs> like someone who's carrying a bowling ball. Oh, it's got like a map on the inside of it. Pardon? The bag. It's got like a, a world map on the liner on the inside, but it looks like a bowling ball bag to me. Yeah, it does. I know bowling's cool though. Is bowling still cool? Is that? No. I think it's cool. I don't no. think bowling's cool. ever been. Has bowling ever been cool? Yeah, I don't bowling's know. Bowling's cool, dude. You just look at fucking you. You look at coffee tables and think that's cool. So I don't know. If I, <laughs> I never said it was cool. Trust your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but speaking of all right, A and F drums here. They have this nickel over brass snare that literally gave me a boner. This thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that sexy. creaking was. Oh, is that is that the slogan God. now for for ANF? Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll literally you. give you a boner. Give you a boner. <laughs> Gives you a boner. <laughs> yeah, four four by fourteen. No, dude, I want the six point five by fourteen. That's where it's at, buddy. The only dude, problem with those, like the only problem with these snares, though, is that they're like insanely expensive. Yeah. The best shit See, always is, right? Like, but they give you a full like uh like description of everything. Like, there's a fucking tail behind these. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. We found a nickel plater in Texas whose family had been plating nickels since nineteen thirty. The grandson, sixty four, now runs it. <laughs> like, dude, this <laughs> is insane. I love it so much. Yeah, I will give you a $2,200 for your fucking brass snare that I've never played on before. And I'll probably end up breaking. There was but, a company you know. that I, that I saw, I forget what the name was that had a similar thing where they like, they would put a patina on the brass and that just like the snares looked really cool. And they made like really thick shells. I don't remember what they were, but I would love to get one of those someday. I should be, I, I, I'll save a link to this uh, and we'll toss it in the show notes and I should have been doing that this whole time. But um, yeah, uh, we'll toss a link to this company in the show notes because these are some sexy looking snares. So if uh, you want to get your snare boner on, your kid, oh my <laughs> God, they're drums just in general. They make cymbals too. Uh Dude, this is so sick. Yeah, this company's rad. Okay. Dylan, you got any other cool drum companies? Come on. Now we're on a uh, yeah. We're yeah, totally. Here. Uh you guys heard of uh Treehouse Drums? Nope. 
So okay. treehouse drums, what's in, what's interesting about them is that they have everything collapsible into one bass drum. It's a really wild kind of concept that they kind of come up with. The only question that I have is how well it tunes, considering all of the latches that you have to dis- detach and then put the drums in. Like it, it feels like it's a really it's a really cool concept. I'm just kind of wondering about how well mm. it it can it can be tuned and how and just like let's say if you're but like the other question would be it's like if you're on your way to a gig and you you put this all in like a like a regular like um like hardware bag or something like that and you're driving and you know how sometimes drums can move around and stuff like that i wonder if you have all the drums in the case um in the bass drum you have a uh, a bag um to kind of make sure nothing uh the outside doesn't get banged up but what about the inside of the shells yeah i imagine so i'm wondering if those be some sort of could, bag or something yeah because like that's like that's what i was thinking too but when i look at some of the displays in it they don't have any bags like that are um that are protecting it so i don't know whether or not it's um if you have to like put a bag in separately in order for it to work but it's a really cool idea yeah it is pretty neat it's kind of like it reminds me of one of those folding acoustic guitars yeah 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 that's a really good comparison I'm trying to find out. Okay, here's a store. I'm curious on how much they are. Uh, oh, made in the USA, so they're probably astronomical. Um, but I would probably see. just get you I get like really cheap. Don't cheap. like it. Um, but the colla- these drums. You don't like. Yeah. You don't like these drums. Yeah, I don't like I, I don't like the concept of it all folding up inside one drum and like ah, it doesn't do it for me. I don't like it. It doesn't seem stable. I'm I have a difficult time with like really well made solid drums staying together. <laughs> you know, well, like, is it just right, the bass? I, it's I just the bass shit. drum that opens up. No, dude, all of them. They all go like a fucking um, like a, one of those uh, Russian uh, nesting doll things or whatever, you know, that they all collapse all oh, into each yeah, other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't say, think it would matter. It wouldn't matter for the for the kick drums, at least if we're triggering. But no, but they have. Yeah, because we trigger them. Not everybody just triggers everything, you know, all the time. Yeah, they, well, they should, you know. They sh- well, they should. They'd be a lot cooler. <laughs> the if they world would be a better say, place. <laughs> they have these uh, hammered brass snares, uh, six and a half by fourteen. That seems to be like these the go to size these days is six and a half by fourteen. Whatever happened to the seven inch? You know, you know, you, you yeah, I, I like a good seven seven by fourteen. You know, but everyone's six <laughs> and a half now. Ah, it's so hard to find a good seven inch. You know. <laughs> damn but anyways not they look anything. really nice they look really nice there oh the solid maple snares too is really sexy god damn <laughs> in case anybody wanted to just hear us drool over gear <laughs> yeah we're back we're back to our usual us just looking up gear drooling over oh, and making you wait, listen to it wait okay. i forgot yeah. I, f- I forgot to mention this though okay so 
tree treehouse drums didn't didn't do it. Okay, check out Woodland Percussion. I have heard this one. Because also these yeah. kits are like three grand. I'm like, ah, just to just to have that collapsible thing. Like, ah, I don't know. It yeah. doesn't stand. All right. Well, it's like what some, was this new one you you spoke of? I'm gonna copy. So that. Wood, Woodland uh, Woodland Percussion. So they have a lot of really cool artwork that's engraved into some of these uh, snare drums. It's really, really cool. Um, and some of the times they do like these little symbol designs. Uh, Arkham Porta, he, that like he reps, he reps these guys quite a bit. Yeah. And Ooh, these uh, look nice. These look really nice. They're I, really, really cool. I can't find pictures. Of, oh, gallery. There we go. Oh, yeah. We're going to the gallery. Are we doing it? Mm. Uh, yeah. Click here to view our Whoa, there's a super long bass drum here. <laughs> it's 12. <laughs> uh, it's 24 inches long. Oh, no, Jesus it's only 12 Christ. inches. That's a 12 by 24. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I've always wanted 20 by 20s, you know? Yeah, me too, actually. Two just like cannons, like right there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm hoping to be able to um, actually start building snare drums like this, like stave shell ones pretty soon. Once I get back into the shop. Um, nice. Yeah. I think I can do it now that I like have finished my first and a half year. That's sick. As you should. That's and awesome, we'll, man. We'll make custom. Uh, we're talking drums. uh uh, snare drums that uh, you can you can purchase via our uh, only on Dylan'sFeet.com. That's it. <laughs> Dylan'sFeet.com. Or then we'll have custom <laughs> snare drums. It'll be sick, and they'll be packed with used pairs of Corey's drumming shorts. Yeah, that way we can <laughs> oh, we can all God. contribute. <laughs> <laughs> that's my contribution. So it, no. <laughs> yeah. So Man. wait. So then, what? Do you, so Derek, Derek, what are you throwing in? I'm throwing, throwing in the, the snare drum. Yeah, he's making oh, custom <laughs> snare drums. Yeah, that's you, true. You, you guys are the ones. The videos. You guys are the ones that have to right. lower yourselves and get rid of your dignity. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but I don't. I don't wear my shorts anymore. So you're gonna have to start all mass just, producing them. Mass. All producing I'm just picturing shorts. Okay. All I'm just picturing is just the promo video for it. It's just the picture of the snare drum, and then somehow my foot is coming into frame, holding a drumstick, and just hitting it. <laughs> like, okay, perfect, perfect. And then now there's that a we gave them the actual visual, like. And then there's just a Ziploc bag of Corey's shorts next to it. Oh God, <laughs> we're not doing that. I will come up with something way better than that. <laughs> Let us know in the comments what you if, how would yeah, you pay what, for a, a Ziploc bag of Corey shorts or uh, how I'm curious how much somebody would pay for that. I would probably have to pay somebody to take them. Oh, Woodland Percussion has those crazy um, art symbols. Did you see those? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I've, where I've heard of them. Yeah, they got this cool symbol patina, and they can do all these like crazy designs. I think we've actually talked about them before on the show. Actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, these pocket shakers look super cool too. If you go to their like percussion session <laughs> section, I can talk. I'm a professional. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, these are sick. All right, once again, we just, I know, just we just derail. We just talk about gear. Yeah, so it's the end of the year. It's been a good, a, a better year, I think, than 2020. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely. You, you decide in the comments. 
Um, <laughs> and we'll see what 2022 has. I will say like the, probably the best meme of the year has come in the last like week when it was like, um, oh yeah, like it it's the end of 2021. And then it's just an ice bell. From like, <laughs> and then just here's 2022. Um, yeah. I feel like you we'll need to see, see that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's a there's a heavy breakdown coming. All right. That's all you need to know. All right. Yeah. Definitely not editing any of this out. So <laughs> if that joke doesn't land, I don't care. No, <laughs> Just insert speak- some laughter. Yeah. Oh, that's more effort than editing. Oh, no, wow. Speaking of of uh, just like a, like a year-end meme, the one that was really funny was, um, I don't know if you guys watched The Simpsons where um, there's an episode where Mo violently throws out Barney out, outside of the bar. And right in, um, and where they show Barney getting thrown out is 2020. And then Mo underneath is 2021. And is like, and you stay out. And then behind him is Barney again, but now it's 2022. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I thought Simpsons. that was kind of funny, but <laughs> it just I can't picture it. <laughs> I need to damn need it. To see it. All right. I'll, have to, I'll, I'll right. send you the meme. I'll send send the it meme. to me. I'm gonna put all the the best memes of 2021 in the show notes, and it'll be a, just a meme fest down there. So check check them all out. <laughs> All right, guys. So rate your rate your favorite one. Before we end here, what is something that both of you are looking forward to for 2022? I am looking forward to releasing a new Crimson record. That's one of the biggest things. We haven't released an album since 2014. Oof. So that's uh that's a long, long time. So, yeah. Makes our yeah. 2017 seem less long away yeah we kind of we kind of <laughs> took a uh took a accidental hiatus uh non-intentional hiatus uh and uh yeah but we're gonna release an album this year because i already tracked drums for it so nice if it takes another year to finish this or over a year then fuck i don't know what to say <laughs> yeah no it'll be out next year and i'm very very excited to get that done so that's my thing i'm excited about sweet that's pretty much the same uh, as what i'm excited about um damn it except- Dylan, are you excited to release an album too is that your one thing pretty much yeah i am here is releasing a record aren't you Yep, we're releasing one early early spring. Um, Birds of Bellwoods is releasing one sometime next year. Um, uh, Vesperia is going to have a record out next year. Oh, um, oh buddy, is uh, this a, an exclusive first? Is yes. this the first that we're hearing of this? Vesperia releasing an album next year? Oh, yep. my God. During, during the pandemic, we re-recorded everything. And uh, we re- recorded everything at the um, at the tail end of 2020 and all that's left is vocals and then then it's done. Uh, so that's that's being released and there's a couple of, you know, uh, I'm recording the new Malice Divine uh, next well in January and uh, then, yeah, just a couple of session gigs coming up and then there's uh, two uh, projects that 
are going to be released sometime in the fall. Uh, can't announce them yet, but it's uh, the guitars are done. It's kind of in a weird order that we're doing for both projects. Like the guitars are done first, and then the drums are the last thing. Oh, that's weird. awesome! I love that. It's a weird. It's a weird kind of idea, but uh, uh, yeah. So just trying all that. So yeah, no, I'm excited to release all of that sometime, uh, sometime throughout uh, next year. So no, I'm really, really excited about that. Dude, and speaking of uh, doing the drums last, I wanted, I really desperately wanted to do that with the the new Crimson record, um, but they only got the rhythms done before I had the scheduled. Cause we actually had to schedule the, the drum recording. Um, so they, I had the actual rhythm tracks from the record done before I recorded drums. And then we're going to add in drums. So we have to get the edited drums and everything before we can start recording bass and leads and vocals. But yeah, I wanted all the, the instrumentation instrument in, instrumentals. How are instruments. You that? <laughs> instruments. Instruments. The, it's the, instruments. The, 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 the stringy thingies. I wanted all those done before I went into the studio because I love that idea of like now I get to write my parts based on everything that's laid down. It is like a true accompaniment to the music rather than me going in, laying down to the demos and then them having to play exactly the way the demos are like it gives just like room to adjust uh anything in the in the guitars which is cool because like they did all the rhythms so at least the See, rhythms our song is like for us it's like i'm going in we have demos and the demos all sound great and they're complete pretty much like all the parts are pretty much down so i'm essentially going in and just playing to it i mean i guess it'd be some room to uh to like change things a bit but I don't know. That's kind of how we've always done it, where the demos are essentially just the the song the way it is, and not much is likely to change. Maybe like a note here or there, or like a lead or something like that, or maybe like a bass line. But for the most part, it's kind of what's there is what is going to be on the album. Yeah, we changed a lot to do with the drums in studio because I was working with lord christian donaldson and he had a lot to say and how how shit that i was going into it so you know <laughs> but in the end it turned out phenomenal due to him he is incredible highly awesome. suggest going and recording drums with him whenever possible cool well i'm excited to hear it I'm s- yeah no i'm s- i'm stoked to hear it yeah i i'm excited to hear this birds of bellwood record man <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah it's, it seems little- that- Dude, that's a little different. Like so much fun to play, though. Like, ah, I'm so it's a jealous. Lot of, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to play. It's it's definitely really challenging too. It's um, but what's challenging about it is that how to how to do less with uh, how to do more with less, and that's the real that's the real challenge because there's time there's tons of times in their songs where um where I like I really want to like throw in this and that and everything. But it's you have to kind of ignore ignore that and just pull it way back and make it really simple, like Phil Rudd kind of a thing. And yeah, no, it's um, 
no, I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked to stoked to have it be released next year. That's sick. Yeah, you got a you got a lot going on next year, man. That's uh, it's gonna be quite a busy time, and we're uh, yeah, we got plenty plenty more podcast episodes of we're talking drums coming at you. That's uh, another straight. big thing to get excited about. This is only year one that we've been around, so you know year two is gonna be uh, even crazier. You know, I'm excited. Well, yeah. I can't wait to see you guys again in 20 episodes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if you stop fucking, uh, you know, sanding down benches or whatever you do, <laughs> then you can pop on and we can do more of these. It's it's a blast. It is nice oh, wait, being on so- break right now and feeling like a drummer again. I got to go to the jam spot today. We just moved our jam spot and uh, I just went and I got my kit mic'd up and I actually got to play. I polished one of my cymbals. I showed you guys that. And uh, oh, nice. it was so nice to just play drums, just like just to play them. I haven't even like we've been rehearsing still, but even the last couple of weeks I have I just because of like the end of the semester, um, there was a few practices I couldn't go to. So um, it's like I've barely been touching my drums and it was really nice to get in and just kind of wank around. It is. It's nice, always dude. it's always great to get in and wank around on, <laughs> on the drums. <laughs> on the drums of course um so oh uh, uh, speaking um speaking of which um uh, wanking around what are you <laughs> oh sorry no <laughs> no, no no sorry sorry i was i was i was referring to like kid, the. this is a, a family <laughs> sorry program, no right? i was referring to i was referring to the, the the question the question earlier of like what's what what can what, what are we doing for next year i was gonna i was asking derek uh, if we could expect a new uh centuries of decay uh album uh in 2022 Yes, you can. Um, Woo! Yeah. Um, we are... Well, I'm, I, that's the thing I said earlier. I'm going into the studio January 2nd. Um, oh, so, nice. Yeah, pretty soon. We're going to do the drum tracks. I just ordered a bunch of new drum heads. And uh, I don't know how long the guys are going to take, but hopefully it'll be out by... Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say this spring, but like, what do I know? I'm just the drummer. But hopefully Boom, it's another fairly, Another fairly uh, exclusive Centuries of Decay new album next year you hear heard it here first yeah <laughs> yeah you did hear it here we first. should all play we should all play a show though next year i think that'd be a lot of a lot of fun if well, all if all three cool. of our bands played a show together Dude, as long as we don't have absolutely. to share as long as we don't have to share drum kits because i hear one of us doesn't use rack times <laughs> <laughs> well no 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 like for like i'll, I'll have to use a rack tom for 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 two for two, I'll have to use a rack tom, but for the other ones, I'm just taking the one out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. No, we're not sharing kits. Everyone use their own kit. I'm sick. I'm I'm sick of sharing kits. Yeah, fuck just that. Shared so many <laughs> kits. Fucking hate it. Just yes. get to get your shit. Get your fucking kit off the stage. I'll put mine up, and then I'll take mine off the stage when I'm done. That's easy. Yeah, be real quick. You know? It's not that fucking hard. You know. <laughs> and don't take, uh, dude. I always yeah. feel like an idiot because every time you're sharing kits, it's like, oh. Like the symbol stands are staying, so now I am taking symbols off on stage, and I'm like, "Am I in a fucking local band?" Like you don't take your symbols off on stage. I just want to take the kit off, and then you know, fuck. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's my little yeah. frustrating rant. <laughs> it's like playing my own drums. Fuck. But some people, I will say, have been extremely nice on letting me use their kit. <laughs> So thank, thank <laughs> so you to all the guys out there. I'm sorry. I didn't 
yeah anyways so uh, at the risk at the risk of this being an hour and a half long episode we should probably say yeah. happy new year happy holidays yeah. hope everybody and this yep. is, is uh this is the winter solstice so happy uh Ooh. solstice to oh everybody. gross it is winter today it <laughs> is <laughs> every day disgusting. from here on we will get more sun so just think of it that way oh, that's the days good. will start getting longer this is the shortest day. The winter solstice is always a, a beautiful, wonderful time. So enjoy it. All right, That's guys. It, well, it was great to catch up. And uh, hopefully we can see each other in person soon. Yeah. And totally. Big, big thanks to all the listeners out there for, uh, you know, supporting us through this this year and getting us to f- episode 50. So, you know, big celebration right there. Raise your fake stouts and, uh, you know. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Fantastic, boys. All right, guys. We'll see you later. (laughs) Is that the exit? (laughs) (laughs) All right.